God damn radio on the fritz again. In the, the case of nuclear or radiological fallout, people living around potential targets such uh, as military change that. bases I can't and be chemical plants may be advised see, see what to else evacuate. Oh, hey, put on that bare bones show you were listening to the other day. bare bones of web three today is may 8 2023 this is episode 29 your host saberstein ej and b bands it's your weekly dose of web three news opinions market analysis and updates this show is sponsored by space skelly so please see the links above for more information the show is entertainment news information don't be silly this is not financial advice none of the topics discussed should be taken as such and if you're interested in these topics please do your own research Today, we're going to be joined by um, Jonathan. He has been writing a song a day for 15 years, and every song that he has is an NFT, which also gets you into a DAO, which is also run with a co-op alongside of it. So I can't wait to chat with him about that. Um, I'm super excited to hear how that all works. Um, so in uh, the news... We have just a, f- a couple things I want to touch on because I really want to chat with uh, Jonathan. So talk about incentivization. Imagine getting paid $279 million for telling on someone. I mean, I think I could be bought for sure. So this is for a whistleblower. And that's just what happened. The SEC awarded a whistleblower hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, they're not saying what the information was or what action was taken, but they just said that $4 billion of ill-gotten gains um, were uh, retrieved from this uh, whistleblower. And then also the whistleblower gets 10 to 30% um, reward. And that's what a typical reward is for somebody who does something like that. So I found that extremely interesting. Um, Saber, you think you could be bought for a uh, $279 yeah. million? Dollars in, fact, in fact, where I'm in the wrong places, I need to stop playing around with nice people. Let's find the criminals, right? Like get me into those telegram chats. I won't have to like trade or anything or worry about fucking meme coins. I can just, tell on people (laughs) (laughs) what do you think jonathan jonathan you think it could be bought 279 million i don't even think it's it's like being bought it's like you're doing the right thing right you're calling out like like you're calling out something that's bad in the first place it's like incentivizing good behavior so yeah hell yeah i mean of course right it's like i i would i would i like to think that i would call out bad behavior just anyway you know what i mean so pay me you know quarter of a billion dollars sure absolutely <laughs> right so um i also came across apparently you can create a shit coin in 22.45 seconds this is a new record so um as web3 continues to grow there's a the video out um showing how it's done and it was be, it was created by whitelights.eth so if you want to go check them out on twitter you can watch the video it's interesting it's short um but I guess it's going to help more people introduce more shit coins into the market. So, yay. Um, yeah, I actually saw somebody posted a tweet showing how AI can help you create um, a meme coin. And if you look, the, it was bookmarked like 15,000 times. <laughs> I'm a, Yeah. I mean, some people might be bookmarking just like so they can go back and like, you know, learn, you know, learn the technology and whatever, whatever they're doing. But I'm sure. I'm sure some people are creating them, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier now. Yeah, I think I think I would create a shitcoin, but not like so I can actually use it just to say I just created it. You know, just to what play would you call it. it? What would you call your meme coin if you created one? Do you have an idea? Hot air space biscuit. Really? <laughs> That's so long. No, it's gotta be catchy. What was that? Hot air space. Hasp? <laughs> or hasb? Yeah. It's a hasb. 
the hot air space the, biscuit. I'm just saying I would create <laughs> potato because then I could say the potato play is real. <laughs> but potatoes don't go to zero, so I'm sure it would go to zero. Jonathan, what would your shit? What would you name your shit coin? Well, the funny thing is that I keep thinking about is that so song a day we have we have an NFTX vault, and when you set up an NFTX vault. Uh, like an NFTX is just a way to uh, create more liquidity for an NFT platform or for an NFT so collection. So when you, you know, when you put your NFTs, it's a little confusing, but like when you put your NFTs into the vault, you get back uh, essentially like you create a coin. So, you know, song coin exists as this, I mean, it has a contract. It exists as an ERC 20 token as essentially you know no different than any other shitcoin it's a little different because there's a one-to-one relationship between a song coin and a song a day nft like you can always trade in one song coin for one song a day nft so i keep like trying to figure out like how <laughs> how can i spin like how can i spin this to be to like to somehow fit in the current you know in the current stupid narrative of like just you know lazy meme coins uh have not quite figured out how to crack that yet. But, uh, you know, I guess I was thinking, um, I have this other project called the fucking trolls, um, that we did in August of 2021. So I was thinking first, I was thinking of troll coin, which already exists, but then I was thinking, well, what if we just called it fucking coin? The fucking coin would be, I think, you know, for fucking trolls can't do troll. Cause that's already taken. So it's gotta be the fucking coin. That would be, that would be what that I, I genuinely would do that. I think if if my if my compatriots in that project were into it, I would be like, yeah, let's do it. We better hop on it before like a Pornhub snaps that that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, on to our next um, topic. So apparently, Bitcoin Ordinals has a little bug. Super Testnet in uh, Super Testnet inserted a transaction. He's a developer, and he started a transaction with no input or output, and it was minted. And it's considered to have value, even though there was no like real Satoshi attached to it. It was like owned. Um, the Satoshi was owned by somebody else. And because of all of these, because of this, now all the inscriptions after block seven hundred um seven hundred no seven eight eight two. Zero zero, sorry, will be off by one unless they fix it. So I don't know if they're going to fix that, but this um, bug was only possible um, due to the Taproot upgrade that introduced the BRC20 tokens. Um, they shouldn't have, uh, Lu, uh, Ludu Galabrua, can't really pronounce his name, but he's a staff engineer at Hyro Systems. I picked this from an article um, at Decrypt, and he said philosophically, the Satoshis inscribed uh, was transferred to a miner as a transaction fee, but was nevertheless inscribed by its previous owner. So I don't know what this means for the Bitcoin ordinals. I don't know if this is going to be a uh, a big problem, but um, what do you guys think about this now that, you know, they found there's a little bug in their, in their upgrade and essentially the ordinals are out of order now. Nothing. So, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see this. This is, this is, um, Interesting. I'll have to read more about this. That would, that's a little um, disappointing and, and, and sort of, I find that kind of upsetting actually. Um, But I'm going to read more about it so I can decide how I feel about it. Perfect. That actually plays into what I was going to say. I didn't hear about it until Vivans brought it up to me last night, but now this morning I checked Twitter and I see it. I see people talking about it. I see people posting about it. Um, There's actually a copy pasta going around but um it seems like people are are not upset but like the idea is is that now bitcoin is flawed and it was never supposed to be flawed in flawed in this way and the other idea people are passing around is that because people are inscribing nfts on all of these um satoshis and miners are making quite a bit of money off of people literally congesting um, Bitcoin to the point where, you know, Binance has to pause withdrawals because it's so congested, which who knows if that's really the issue, but, um, you know, are them, are they actually going to stop so that they can actually fix this? Or are they just going to keep riding this, this wave of money flowing in as people are literally playing gas wars, basically like, 
not not gas wars, but the idea of gas wars, right, is, you know, so that they can keep inscribing because, you know, um, there's two different ways I believe you can inscribe. There's like an economy and there's, you know, uh, I can't remember the other one. Let's call it advanced. But like EJ was telling us that there's literally no point in paying the economy fee anymore, which is, which is you know, still, still, if they think basically like the same amount as advanced was, you know, uh, when we first started describe, inscribing um, space skellies as Bitcoin ordinals. But like, there's no point in paying it anymore because you're not going to get inscribed because everybody's fighting, fighting, fighting to um, get their NFTs inscribed first on Bitcoin. And I saw that like somebody, you know, somebody like, what did they do? They, uh, they, they inscribed a whole NFT collection of like 10,000 monkeys. And so it's getting to the point where people are just like shoving stuff on to Bitcoin. So I'm excited. I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. I, I don't think like it necessarily affects me. So I don't have, you know, like, I'm not trying to inscribe anything on, on Bitcoin or as an NFT. So it'll be interesting to see what happens though, because I'm just starting to hear about it more like in mainstream Twitter today. It's, it's interesting to me because, you know, Bitcoin hasn't ever has basically never seen or very rarely seen this much activity on its network and you know it's not the type of activity that uh let's say you know hardcore bitcoiners want which is to say peer to peer you know payments or whatever which is like the the original dream um but it is activity and it sort of shows, you know, it shows the flaw, it shows the flaw in any, in any of these systems. I mean, we see the same thing happening in Ethereum when, when there's lots of people using the network, the prices go way high, things get congested. I mean, that is like, that would be true. Uh, this is always going to be true of any layer one, uh, be it Solana or any other um, as far as I understand, once you, once you reach a certain critical mass, uh, of people, the fees are only low because not enough people are using it. Once you get, you know, millions, billions of people using your thing, you're going to run into this problem. So it's a, it's a problem that, that all blockchains have to deal with. Um, what I was inscribing, I inscribed a few things on Bitcoin. Um, I actually got in pretty early. I inscribed, it wasn't the first song that um, honor went to Rare Skrilla, who uh, is a longtime Bitcoiner, having done lots of things. He actually made the first ever music NFT on on Bitcoin as a colored coin in 2016. He inscribed the first song onto Ordinals. I think I was the second. It was like in the 1400s somewhere. Um, I was shocked basically by how long it took. I was like, it took like 24 hours to get the... And, you know, that was back then when people were inscribing and stuff, but it was just like, I was like, I was like, I had never really used Bitcoin before. I'm an, ETH, you know, ETH maxi or whatever. But like, uh, I was just shocked at, at how long it took. It took a long time. And the person who's helping me do it, my friend Joe Looney, I was like, you know, what's going on? Like, is this normal? It's like, yeah, you just got to wait. You got to wait for the, you know, clear through the, through the pool and everything and go through. But, you know, now it's like, it, it, it's a totally, with the BRC20 thing, and it's like a totally different uh ball game it'll be interesting to see um yeah like how how they work through this um you know one thing that separates eth from btc and why i'm so bullish on and why i really believe in eth is like you know eth ethereum people are all about basically upgrading the network and it's a trade-off of like how how immutable do you want this thing to be? Do you want it to be immutable to the point where you can't use it at some point? And Ethereum people take the view, like we want to make it as immutable as possible, but also we want to upgrade it to be able to like deal with some of these scaling issues. Um, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that ETH can work through its own gas. Uh, it's, you know, it's own like congestion stuff. I'm less, I'm less, I'm less uh, educated as to like how Bitcoin might be able to deal with this current situation predicament that they find themselves in. I'm so glad you, um, you said all that. Cause I didn't, um, 
I never get the chance to have like other people like really chime in on like certain um, news items that I put in there. So I'm so appreciative that you did. I love that. Um, so our next quick story is uh, the co-founder of ChatGPT, um, which is OpenAI, Sam Altman, Altman um, just launched a new crypto wallet. It's called World App. And it's uh, it's going to support WorldCoin and Ethereum ecosystems. The, it has super simple design, and it's made for mass onboarding. So during their beta launch, 1.5 million users um, got on to uh, got have have used it, and now they have 500,000 monthly active users on this. Um, uh, ecosystem, which is a uh, WorldCoin.org. If you um, want to check it out, I definitely will. I uh, would. I pulled a little information from the Bitcoin uh, Bitcoinist article because it actually just was released this morning, or I just saw. Um, yeah, like this early this morning, it was just released. So, um, Tiago Sada, head of the product of Tools for Humanity, um, this was in a Bitcoin Bitcoinist article, said. The intentional simple design of WorldApp aims to accelerate adoption of decentralized financial and identity systems. WorldApp managed to abstract away a lot of complexity while preserving critical properties like self-custody and privacy. It is uniquely enabled by WorldID's proof of personhood. So like the proof of, um, and I'm going to stop right there, the proof of personhood is essentially your uh human passport so you can access the internet. It kind of is, a, it's a stamp verification that you are who you say you are without having biometrics, phone numbers, or any kind of other information or being able to release that information out. So um, I thought it was extremely interesting. Um, I would definitely go and check it out. I don't know anything else besides um, what I read this morning about this new uh, wallet that was released. So it's called the World App. And then we have um, governments are implementing blockchain technology. So like at times we're thinking we're too early, we're too early, but world governments are continuing to adopt. Kenya wants to put tax and tax on N NFT and crypto transactions. El Salvador signs a law. They want to eliminate taxes on techno te te technological advancements. Um, the Nigerian government is now creating a policy for a blockchain based economy. So things are just rapidly um, getting adopted. And I bet it's going to get to the point where blockchain is going to be used and people aren't. Uh, and I, I mean, by people, I mean, like normies, <laughs> people are going to be using it without realizing they're using it. Um, just like in uh, California, using Tesos for um, the DMV title transactions. So um, on that think we can go on um before we go on saber did you want to touch on uh the pepe coin thing that happened um i think i kind of want to so last week we had some hecklers come in v and uh chubby baby and they were like meme pepe coin pepe coin wah, 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 you know and i was like stop it i don't want to hear it because you what goes up must come down now yes after that show things got kind of crazy and it went up but it's also 50% down from its all-time high. So we stand by our, you know, not promoting any kind of coin so people get wrecked. Right, Saber? <laughs> Last night, you're like, hey, can we talk about how we faded yes. Pepe? And I'm like, yes. And man. You, want, you said no, you didn't want to use the word faded. So I was like, and then you just brought it up. Yeah, so like, I don't want to use it for faded <laughs> because I, I used perfect. I don't know. I think I, I said it well in a way that makes sense to a trader that the like the risk reward is skewed at this point now could you have made money of course you could have of course you know but i'm going to talk about it too actually in my crypto analysis but like you know if i go if i decide after work i'm going to throw 50 dollars into like a slot machine you know instead as a trader i would actually probably put it into pepe because there's like a higher chance to me that you're actually going to make money off of Pepe versus throwing it, like donating it to the government via slot machine. So, I mean, if you think about it in those terms, like, sure. If you're thinking about it like long, like long term in the grand scheme of trading, like, no, no, I wouldn't buy it. But yeah, sure. I, I think that's exactly, that's exactly right. Right. You're not trading, you're gambling. You're gambling. Totally. Just, just like re recognize it for what it is. And if you want, you know, don't get a prop, don't have, if you have a gambling problem, like go seek help, like for sure. And, you know, you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't like mortgage. Hopefully you wouldn't mortgage your house to gamble, right? Like take $25 and gamble. And that's totally fine. Don't do anything more than that. Mm -hmm. But like psychologically right now, like it is so, it is so interesting to go through another meme coin season because like psychologically it just makes you more disciplined right because you have to be able to go on twitter or go in a discord server that you're in and you have to if you're not in like a meme coin you have to be able to scroll past and just recognize that it's noise and just be able to scroll past and scroll past like if you're not a meme coin trader i'm saying like some of us aren't like i'm not really a meme coin trader i just don't i just don't like it because you have to get in early so if you're not like in a telegram or you're not in a discord server that like focuses on meme coins and you're busy doing other things like if it's not your niche it's it's really hard to get into it right it's it's better to stick to what you know and if you want to learn meme coins like write down your notes um learn listen pay attention so that you're ready for like the next meme coin season because you do have to get in early right like getting into a lot of these memes you're either in it you know um like for pepe right like you 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 didn't have to necessarily get in super early but it's more beneficial but then the meme coins that come out of the larger one, right? The larger one being Pepe or Doge or Shiba. Those those little ones that you can get into, like, um, I think there's lots out there. Like, I saw crazy ones coming up on Solana. Like, started with Guac. And then all of a sudden you have Taco and then you have Salsa. Like, those ones you have to get in super early because they pump and dump a lot faster. Um, but people think it's going to be like Pepe and you're going to make, like, generational wealth. But that's just not the case. If you're seeing on Twitter for the first time, you're you're... 99.9% of the time you're too late. If the first time you're hearing about a meme coin is on Twitter, you're too late. Like like you're saying like like Saber's saying like you had to have you had to have like been in the 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 private chat somewhere where they were scheming, you know? And so, yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. I do think like even if you see it on Twitter, there is still like maybe a little bit of money to be made maybe you know if, if you if you want to gamble but like for me as a trader the risk reward is just not there you know the risk reward is finding like what the next narrative 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 is or just like stopping and just like learning and paying attention and just like because the psychology of trading that's the hardest part of trading right and especially not only with crypto with with like you know the regular muggle you know traditional markets as well there are narratives that flow through um crypto is just like a bit more wild right um but the psychology of like how liquidity flows through the system is just incredible and so that is something to focus on so meme coin season is here it'll be over just as fast as it came you won't even hardly realize it'll be on to the next so do you want to um continue on to the crypto and um analysis and then we will chat with uh jonathan yeah, sure. We can do that. Um, first, I had I actually you ended up getting me to speak most of my little um, monologue about meme coins because I figured I should address it because I didn't address it last time. Maybe I should have so that Chubby didn't come like infiltrate our nice place. But uh, it is what it is. You know, can't be super stingy with the mic all the time. So we try things now and again. And, you know, maybe maybe Chubby baby even know. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, so good morning. So back to regular crypto stuff. Um, this past week's candle has closed once again with a wick into supply, but the candle body has closed below our supply zone. So which shows that there are still sellers, right? So Bitcoin, um, the daily candles have not been able to close in and hold the supply zone as support. So, but there are still buyers, of course, as well, as they do keep buying within this range shown by that bottom wick. Now, price is still above the 10 SMA and it is using it as support. I'm sorry, I said daily candle. I meant weekly. Apologies. Um, so we are still stuck in that middle space between the support of the 10 SMA and resistance above the supply zone. Um, I did see this morning, though, that I believe Bitcoin is testing that 10 SMA at the moment. Um, so the volume by price indicator. So that's on the right hand side of my chart. So that's just showing instead of um, volume by time, which is usually what people look at. It's volume by price. Um, so it does show little volume between 27,300 to about 24,900. So if we lose that 27,000, 27,300 zone, the move down towards 25,000 would, like, would be fairly quick, I think. 
Um, on the daily chart, the sideways price action is much easier to see. The below average or like low volume is still evident this past week as buyers and sellers stick within this range below and within our weekly uh, supply zone. So the 10, 20, and 50 SMAs are starting to curl downwards. And today's daily candle has tested and rejected all three that are currently above. So it's not usually a good sign when you see that um, like SMAs or EMAs are above where price is trading, right? Because that shows downward pressure. Now you are going to have ebb and flows, right? So it's not, doesn't mean that it's just going to go down, 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 right? We're going to find nice support. We're going to reach, we're going to bounce up. You know, you can retest the resistance um, of the SMAs or of a resistance line or a supply zone. And so it's just being able to play it, right? Like up and down, depending on whether you like to like short or long, that depends on you and how you like to trade. Um, but do, having the SMAs above is generally more bearish. And we see that on the daily, not on the weekly, but we do see it on the daily. The weekly, all that there is above was that is that 100 SMA I've been talking about around 32,000, 33,000. Um, but the daily is showing some more downward pressure. Um, so with price trading sideways since the middle of March, like middle of March, we've been in this range. Okay. It is evident that Bitcoin is preparing for either a large move up and that would likely be towards that 32,000, 33,000 area of the 100 SMA on the weekly or below to that $25,000 area to retest previous resistances, um, SMAs, and see if we turn it into support. So it's on the, on the daily and like the weekly time frame, like these things do take some time, right? And I know I've just been talking about that $25,000 area forever, but it does unfortunately take some time. And that's why. Um, I don't really talk about the four hour or lower because that's more of like a, a that shorter time frame like trading area. And so I can't really talk about it just like once a week, right? Because the moves will already have been been made. Um, but if you're going to trade, generally, I would say like using the four hour and lower to see like where the trends are is generally going to be better. Um, what I'm talking about is more of, you know, the long term of, you know, where where could this potentially go? Um, doo, doo, doo. So I do have my little meme coin spiel as well. So like I said, of course, we need to talk about meme coins. They've taken over crypto, Twitter, socials, your discords, your chats. You probably can't go into really a chat without seeing talk of meme coin. Um, now, awareness seems to have increased just in this past week. So for me, it's my second meme coin season. Um, I pretty much sat out for this one. I'm too busy doing other things, which is perfectly fine. Baiting something is perfectly fine, people. Uh, in the first season, I did. I bought and sold Safe Moon. Actually, um, I didn't buy in super early, but I also didn't get left holding a bag. So that's where I was talking about that. You know, you can still come in a bit later to something that's like super hyped. You can still make some money. You're not going to make generational wealth, but you can make some money and you can still get out. Um, so that one, when Safe Moon ran, that one marked the top of that 2020 2021 bull run where we went up to like about 65k and then sold off. Um, do, do, do. Um, and then um, the next one, it was small. I don't really view it as a season, but if anybody remembers when Shiba Inu ran really hard, the little Shiba Inu bull run, that actually marked the top for the end of the 2021 bull market continuation, right? So we went up to 65K. We had um, like Safe Moon running, sold off down to 28K, ran up to 69K. Shiba Inu was running right around there. And then we sold off once again. So there are some similarities, but the one I'm most interested in to discover is if meme coins running, it's going to mark the local top. And this ends up being a bear market rally. Um, so is this one last grab of liquidity before we move back to the lows? Or is this setting us up before 46K or new all-time highs, right? Like that's the question. I do still think even if this is marking a local top, we could still run to like that 32, 33K area to test the 100 SMA. Like I'm not saying we're going to die from here. Uh, I'm just saying that because uh, a lot of things can get dragged out, right? Just because we say meme coin season, meme coin season could last another like two, three weeks. You never know. It depends on what goes on. Although Pepe going down 50% from its all-time high uh, kind of makes me think not. But uh, it could still bounce from here and go for maybe like a double top, right? Who knows? Um, so something to note about meme coins and liquidity is that there is not any new liquidity coming into the market at this time. So your local barber is not rushing to purchase the latest Pepe, Guac, or King to realize his or her dream of generational wealth, right? Like normal people don't care about meme coins. It's not really going into like the mainstream. 
it, the money is just cycling right now. Like it's the same money. It's just cycling around and around and around. So it's just current market participants versus other current current market participants. So it's just like you versus like another person that already holds crypto and is already playing meme coins. You know, you're not battling out against anybody that's, you know, coming in off the street, just thinking they're going to make money. Um, so there's basically battling out to get to get in earliest and out first. So they're not the last out and left holding the bag, right? So basically everybody gets into a ring and whoever gets out last is the one left holding the bag, right? So like I said, there's money to be made, sure. If you plan on donating $50 to the government in your local slot machine after work, you may have a better chance increasing that initial $50 on a hype mean coin, right? While liquidity is flowing. Just don't pretend that there's any long-term trading strategy going on here. Meme coins are a short season. Like they're pretty short in the grand scheme of trading or even investing, right? Just as fast as it came, it will leave just as fast and rotation will move to the next narrative. Like think about it. Think about how hyped Polygon NFTs were, like new mints were for a while. And now that's slowly dying, right? Like most of these new mints, they're minting out, but they're not running like five to 10X right after mint. But meme coins are running like five to 10 to whatever at X after mint. Um, so if you're on the sidelines, it is a great time to write down notes from this season. So you're prepared for the next, um, you know, like having a trading journal. If you have a trading journal, great time to like make note that's being coin season, maybe make some notes. Um, but just note that they're, they're, they're not investments. So just understand what you're buying, like have a little bit of fun, right? If you want to have fun with it and you're like, oh, I have like $50, $100. I just, I just want to play a little bit, but it's gone to me. Like, that's fine. It's the people that are out there that are just like, oh my God, I lost like a thousand. Oh, you know, I lost like a thousand dollars trading Pepe. Well, you should have already counted that as gone. Um, now, speaking of investments, most of our altcoins with fundamentals and real builders all look like garbage as they're neglected for the latest shiny coin to erupt from the toilet. Charts are showing selling pressure and moves down towards demand zones closer to the lows, even as Bitcoin continues to trade well above the lows. So this is normally what happens as narratives rotate which just shows that even though ecosystems are like building and growing, um, their token is not because people are taking their liquidity out for the latest narrative. So whether that be the newest Polygon Mint or it's going to be, you know, for like the latest meme coin, right? NFTs are seeing the same issue as people rotate their liquidity from JPEGs to meme coins to just like try their luck. So you even see um, the bigger brands, right? Like people are selling board apes apparently so that they can, get into meme coins, you know, Azuki's are down, Pudgy Penguins are down, um, Doodles are down, like all of the big, I'm talking just just for example, like all the, a lot of the big Ethereum NFTs are like down from their from their highs and they're down every day. Um, so just keep an eye on all coins that you are exposed to, right? So if Bitcoin trades bearish and loses that 27,300 area, you will see all coins lose major supports they're on, they're, they're currently on, and they're probably gonna move towards the lows. Now, if we bounce from that 25,000 area, you know, um, we're not gonna see altcoins also magically just go up as well, right? Because Bitcoin does have a high dominance still. And so it's going to lead the way, it's gonna lead the way. And unfortunately, until Bitcoin dominance comes down and alts get some room to breathe, alts are not going to be the narrative. And so, you know, that's the hard part about this market, right? Is that even though, you know, ecosystems are like are building and creating new technology and innovating and doing these amazing things. It doesn't mean that their token is going to go up. It doesn't mean their token is going to go up at all. It all depends on the narrative where liquidity is flowing. And that's I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thank Sorry, you. that was a mouthful today. No, I thank you so much. I, I, I love listening to it. I, you, it's like you give me a temperature gauge and I'm looking at the temperature gauge right now and I'm, I'm seeing what's going on on the temperature gauge. Um, thank you so much. So now we get to talk with Jonathan. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. I have been waiting to talk to you and I actually have, I'm not trying to be like weird. I heard you first <laughs> speak on August 25th, 2022. You were talking mm. on uh, Throwback Thursday on Rug Radio. And mm -hmm. ever since then I was like, oh, follow. And I, I wanted to follow and find out, you know? So. Um, I was listening to you chat about um, everything you're doing with your project. And um, if you just want to give us a quick intro, I know you've, you've written yeah. a song of uh, 15 years, one song a day for the past 15 years. You've um, created a uh, DAO, a co-op. 
you have all this stuff going on. So I know now 15 years later, it's probably like brushing your teeth. So how do you, how do you, how does this help increase your, like, do you think it's been helping increase your creativity over the years, creating one song a day for 15 years? Like, I'm just so amazed by this. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so, okay. So for, so for context, um, yeah, um, I'm in the middle, I'm basically, I'll just say I'm in the middle of my 15th year. Um, you know, so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, f- uh, 16 years complete on January 1st of coming up here uh, in like six months or whatever. Um, and you know, the project started, uh, as just for just a month, I was planning to do starting 2009. Um, if you can, you know, throw your mind back to, you know, back to January of 2009, Obama had just been elected. Um, the economy was in shambles. Uh, I was 26 and I was unemployed and I just started making a song every day and posting it to YouTube for a month. And then at the end of the month, I decided to keep going, um, and aimed for a year. So for all of 2009, and then at the end of that year, I just decided to keep going and and I basically never stopped. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of your question, like, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, um, create, you know, making things kind of beget begets making things. So I'm, I, I have this opinion of basically like, I don't really believe in writer's block. Like you can always make something that, that what, what writer's block is, is it's just like, uh, the fear of making something bad of making something that you won't like or making something you think other people won't like. Um, but, but it's not that you can't make something cause you could, you could make something and it might just be bad. And that's like what keeps you from making it. Um, but what I, you know, what song of day has taught me um, day in day out is like, um, yeah, there, there's, there's an endless well of, of, um, of stuff, you know, of, of, of the ability to make things. And which isn't to say there aren't days where it's hard. Like, of course there are like, you know, there's definitely days where it's like a real challenge to like, um, get it done or wake up and and have a way to do it. But, uh, and it also ebbs and flows. It goes in cycles of like, sometimes it's, it's like comes very easy and other times it's hard and that's just life, you know, life, life kind of is a, is a roller coaster in that way. Um, um, but yeah, so in terms of your question, like, um, I would say like the main thing I've learned is that, is that thing that I say about like, you know, making things just begets more making things. So then, um, do, are there things that you do to, I know that you're saying beget, making things begets making things, but just on those times when it's difficult for you to create a song, um, what do you do to essentially be your muse or to help, you know, get things flowing? Like, do you yeah, like go I into mean, the desert? I mean, do you like have to be immersed in the culture? No, no, <laughs> no. Like, in in fact, I think the main thing is like it's almost the opposite of that, right? It's like it's almost the opposite of making it this like sacred, like oh, I've got to like fi- clear my head and like. But you know, it's like I have two kids. Like the kids are screaming. Like I, I have no time. Um, it's just like it's it's literally the opposite of that. It's more just like. Uh, I just have to dash something off in 20 minutes as quickly as I can and just get it done. You know what I mean? Just, just do it. Um, and do not, and like try to ca- try as little to care about the output as possible and just focus on just like, you know, making it happen. Um, I, the way I describe it is like having a mode of like phoning it in where the the mode that I go into is the mode where I'm literally not trying. I'm I'm so, you know sometimes it's even like you know if it gets really bad it'll be like the opposite of trying. Like I, I'll I'll actively try to make something bad. I'm like I'm just gonna make the shittiest thing I possibly can right now, um, and that's and that and that ends up just being what it is, and that's and that's fine. And it's you know in in the context of Saga Day, it's it's sort of a uniquely set up 
you know, um, project because, uh, you know, I, I always know that there's another day and also having done it for so long, I know that there's cycles and I know that like, just because, you know, I, have, I make a shitty song today doesn't mean that's going to be the way it is forever or even like tomorrow. Um, but also, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, having that phoning it in mode of just like, you know, yeah, just, just, just make it. Okay. So I want to hop on to my next question, yeah. um, which is, you know, the Dow, yeah. you know, are you still running the cooperative alongside it? Um, are you, I know that, how does that work with, you know, paying royalties legally? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how, how has this, you know, cause I remember when you had said that you had essentially like, it was very new, it very was, it new, still, like it was still pretty new. new. I think when you heard, yeah, yeah. It was like over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, August. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so a bit of context, like, you know, I, I got interested in NFTs uh, in 2017, when I just um, a few months after they had launched, I a friend showed me CryptoPunks, um, and it was it was a real like light bulb moment for me. Um, seeing CryptoPunks, you know, back then um, they were still very cheap, and you know they were very niche, like a niche within a niche. Like basically, no no one even within crypto cared about CryptoPunks. Or or NFTs in you know up until 2021, um, but in 2017 there was like a small group of us who were very committed and interested, and so sort of starting back then I started building what became Song of Day NFT, and it took a lot of different forms and it kind of went through many different uh, generations until um, on December. 31st of 2021 uh i i launched the project i i sold you know basically my entire archive of song of day songs at that time it was you know something like 4000 some odd songs um if you can, if you can imagine this like you know at, what a different time it was i mean we were still we were still in the, you know, towards the end, but we were still in the froth um, of that time. So I sold like 4,000 song over the 4,000 song of the NFTs for 0.2 each, which was like absolutely insane, which, you know, one could not, could not do by any means in, in the current, um, current environment. But uh, so I sold all the back catalog and then starting on January 1st of 2022, I started auctioning off each song each day as I wrote it. Um, and so, and I've been doing that ever since. Um, each day I write a song, each day it goes up on YouTube. I, you know, make an NFT out of it and I auction it. Um, and then when you buy the NFT, the NFT sort of become makes you eligible for membership in SongaDAO. Um, which yeah, has definitely like changed and is, and is constantly in the process of changing in terms of like becoming, uh, you know, something that it'll ultimately become. I, I, I didn't really know exactly what it would be. I just knew I love the idea of a DAO and I love the idea sort of from a nouns point of view where the NFT acts as, as sort of membership in the DAO. Um, and so um you know there's like a there's there's whatever there's like mm, 1500 or so holders of nfts of song of day nfts and then of those there's like uh i don't know 90 to 100 of them who have become what's called like voters like song of dao voters who vote on different um, proposals that we put in front of the dao most of which sort of have to do with uh, almost like song a DAO, song a day NFT improvement projects. Essentially, is what we mostly vote on. If you think about it that way, SIPs, I guess you would call them. Um, and uh, then of those a hundred, like there's like ten or twelve of us 
who I think of as like sort of core members who come to the meetings every week and we talk and we figure out what we can do. Like for instance, like right now, you know, we're, we're in the midst of like a sort of crisis trying to figure out how to deal with these goddamn gas prices caused by these goddamn meme coins. Uh, you know, um, it's costing the Dow now. Um, let's see. In the last three days, I've probably I've sp- the the Dow has spent um, out of our treasury, which is what you know what we use to mint the songs, and is which is where all the um, proceeds for the songs go go through. Uh, I guess it's probably let me see. It's two point six. You're not point two six ETH over the last three days in minting fees. Um, like yesterday was 0.08. The day before it was 0.1. The day before that was 0.08. These are like really high minting fees, like insane. And then on top of that, um, because gas is so incredibly high, we're not getting the normal kind of bidding that we often will get on the songs. Um, because you know, it costs a bid and it's just like, it's a big pain. So right now, like the, one of the main things we're talking about in the Dow actually is like, we are formulating a plan to hopefully move bidding onto a layer two, um, you know, optimism, arbitrum, polygon. We're not sure yet exactly which one, but that's the sort of thing that the DAO is sort of working on is it's not just, so it doesn't have to just be just me. We can sort of get together and it's a, you know, it's a lot of crypto native people who um, can come together and like figure out what's best for the project and what we'll, what will move things forward. So the core group is who is on the co-op or did I? Yeah. So it's, it's confusing because so there's like different levels, right? Um, The, and I gave them like these names of like listener, voter and builder. So um, owning a song day NFT essentially uh, makes you have the listener role. Which, you know, basically like just gets you into the discord and um, makes you nominally a member of of the DAO, um, but you don't get to vote on treasury matters. Then if you verify yourself with Bright ID, which is a, uh, it's almost sort of like another version of like the world coin thing that you were talking about, sort of a proof of personhood protocol. If you do that, uh, but non-doxing, so the non-doxing proof of personhood protocol. Once you do that, then you become um, a voting member, and then you're sort of an official member of the DAO. And also, yeah, our legal wrapper for the DAO is a co-op. Um, uh, the idea being that, like, I ideally, and we haven't gotten there yet, but the dream is, the dream is that when you, um. With a co-op, you can sidestep a lot of the a lot of the uh, the legal dangers of having a token um, because a co-op is it, the way a co-op is structured. It's built so that the people in the co-op literally own the business and are entitled to payouts. Um, and you know, uh, as the co-op does better, so does like literally every single member. Um, so do the um do if they own the NFT and they're part of the co-op, do they receive like a patronage dividends? We haven't figured out how to do that yet, but that's the goal. That is that is that is the goal ultimately. Patronage dividends based on your contributions to the DAO. Um but so like uh, yeah. By how much you contribute is, you know, how, Exa- how... exactly. Exactly. And and, you know, like it could be in the form of equity in the co-op um, or it could just be in the form of like cash dividend payouts. Um, but that's all there's all sort there's it's a le- you know, it's a perfectly legal mechanism. Whereas, you know, whereas with tokens, you get at all these securities questions and like Gary Gensler is going to come and, you know, sue you or whatever. Like with a co-op, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a good structure because um it's made for that purpose you know um and so you know and you could a, yeah this one's ahead. a for this one's a for-profit co-op correct 
Yeah, it's called a limited limited cooperative association, an LCA. You can think of it as just like it's just like an LC, L, LLC, but it's but it's you know, but it's a co-op rather than a sort of um, shareholder first driven thing. It's like the people who are most involved in the day to day are the people who own the the wealth generated. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, So your last song you did yesterday, (laughs) that boy doesn't know how to use Uniswap. (laughs) 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 Do you want to tell us about that? You know what? Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about your last song. (laughs) Oh, sure. I mean, you know. um, And then maybe uh, we could uh, (laughs) take five or five to eight minutes and have, you know, see if anybody from the uh, crowd uh, has a question. Would you mind? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Awesome. So go for it. For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a very typical way that a song a day is created, which is I'm just scrolling Twitter and I'll see something that I think is like just too, too funny to not make a song about it. Um, and that's, 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 you know, very much the way that I've always done it, you know, like all the way through starting the very beginning, like little news items, little things, just topical things, things that are coming through my feed that like make me laugh or make me surprised um, or make me disgusted. In this case, all three, um, you know, here you have BitBoy, this like insanely popular million a million subscribers on youtube like very uh influential like extremely influential crypto person and he's tweeting about not like tweeting like essentially revealing that he doesn't understand about like token approval in in uniswap and i'm like i'm just like how how is that and i was telling my wife about it. my wife is you can see her listening and she's like she was like, so he, how is he buying all these coins that he's like shilling? Like, how, like, how is he even, is he using like only centralized exchanges? Like, I don't, I just don't understand how someone with that, with that reach could possibly not know this. So I, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so the first verse is just about, is just about BitBoy not knowing that and how it's kind of crazy. But then the second verse is like, just pointing out how Bit BitBoy is kind of you know emblematic of a wider problem in the space, which is you know which is influencer culture uh, writ large, but 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 especially pernicious in 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 the space in the crypto space because you know you have these people who clearly like just don't know what they're talking about, and they have so much influence over everybody um you know you see it so much right now in the meme and with the meme coins like it's just it's very obvious to to anyone who knows even anything and i'm not an expert you know i've been in the space for five years i'm by no means am i anything resembling an expert um but i do know about token approvals in uniswap and that's insane that he didn't know that yeah, I wanted to know what the kind of, that, that I didn't get to listen to the song because I saw it came out. I was like, oh, I want to listen to it. But then I was like still like finishing up, oh, you know, everything that I needed. And I didn't I skipped it. So that's why I wanted you to tell me a little bit about what um what happened and what he was, you know, saying. But um on that note, it maybe I can see if there's anybody in the crowd that has a question for you. I'm just gonna take a little look around. Um, but meanwhile, while we're waiting um, to see maybe Sabre, if you have a question or if anybody has a question, you can kind of, you know, f- finish off with your final thought yeah. and what you would like to share about what's going on with you or, you know, whatever you would like to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, it's crazy right now. The The space is very strange. You know, we, we see like things happening on Bitcoin and things happening in Ethereum that are just like, you know, I think we all feel a little discombobulated um, because, because, because NFTs are so dead and shit coins are back in this big way. And, you know, it's like, we don't really know. You never, you never know what to expect, but, it, but it definitely like, 
it's a good reminder that this is always how the space is. It can be easy to like, you know, NFTs had such a run, but it can be, it, it's, it can be easy to be lulled into like this sort of false sense of security of like that, that, that the way things are is how they're going to be. But the fact is, is that like, and I've said this for so long and, and, and a lot, and a lot of smart people say this, this is not just me, but like most NFT projects, most all shit coins, almost all shit coins and most NFT projects are going to zero or close to zero. And, and I almost even think that, you know, that, that includes, includes the ones that we think of as being like, um, like blue chips or whatever like it's it it includes everything things things change so fast the example i always like to give is like uh in 2019 um we had i have this podcast it's called digitally rare it's the longest running podcast about nfts you can find it and in 2019 we did an interview with larva labs like we we were friends with those guys like we we knew them you know from the from the beginning basically and we had them on the podcast and there's this, there's, there's this clip that, that I, that I found, uh, like listened back to, you know, years, all these years later. And it's so funny to hear me say this, but essentially what I say in this clip is, which was true at the time. I say, I say, you know, crypto punks were never as big as crypto kitties. Like crypto kitties had this moment where they where they broke out in the mainstream and they were huge and they were everywhere and everyone knows what CryptoKitties was, but Punks is like the you know, it's the OG project that like that never that never really reached the mainstream and no one really knew about it and CryptoKitties had this moment. And I said, you know, I just said this and listening to it with like twenty twenty three ears or whatever, it's laughable and it's funny and it's like, oh ha like but it just shows you how quickly things change like literally nobody cares about crypto kitties anymore and you know punks is is like let off the entire uh bull run of nfts in 2021 and basically birthed birthed the entire nft spaces we know it so um that would be my main my main nft takeaway is that uh nothing lasts everything's ephemeral um, have fun and, you know, don't go crazy. <laughs> Wiser words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see anybody coming up for questions. Saber, before um we, uh you know, go to our announcements and end the show, did you have anything you would like to share? Uh, no, no, I agree. I agree with what he says, you know, like you have to come into this space knowing pretty much that you're not necessarily here to like make money. Like there is money to be made. Right. But like at the end of the day, like it's the wild, it's the wild West. It is absolutely the wild West. And um, like I said, in my crypto analysis, like a lot of things, even if, even if, you know, you have an ecosystem that's, that's building and they have amazing devs and they're building these like innovative, creative technologies and these beautiful NFTs, like, that doesn't mean that their token is going to go up, right? It depends on where the liquidity is flowing. And so, yeah, I absolutely agree with what he said. All right, perfect. Saber, so do you want to do, uh, did you have any announcements for um, Space Skellies before we close the showdown? Yeah, so we hosted um, another game night last Thursday. It went really well again. Everybody had fun. It's that no shill, just chill, just have a good time. And the feedback we're getting from a lot of founders and a lot of just community members is that they they are enjoying it and it is fun. So we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. We're definitely gonna keep doing it. Um, what else for? I had out. Oh, um, I actually see not Risby down in the audience. Um, Space Galleys did qualify um, as top one of the top five projects to receive the Beast airdrop in the future for Gelato. So that is pretty exciting. Thank you, not Risby for. Um, putting that poll out there and thank you to our community for going out there and supporting us and voting. Um, now holders of um, Space Skellies will be getting a future airdrop of Beast for um, Gelato's upcoming uh, Beast token. 
they do have NFTs attached as well, but it is like their white paper is pretty big and pretty extensive. So I do invite you to go to the Gelato Discord and take a look at their white paper if you have any questions, or I'm sure, you know, not Risby down there, who is one of the founders of Gelato. I'm sure if you have any questions, you can always ask him. So that is pretty exciting. Um, the team has been, sorry, the Space Skellies team has been testing out staking for Space Skellies on Testnet. There were a couple of bugs that EJ, I believe, was going to get fixed. I'm not sure if they're fixed yet. We'd have to wait for him. But they are in the works to get fixed. So hopefully staking soon. But we just we need to make sure everything is like super tight, super clean, and make sure it's ready. Um, evil applications for Evil Skelly Spaceless um, are currently being taken in. So basically what we are looking for is we are looking for community members who are um, active and engaging with other community members on Twitter, in the Discord. They are all handpicked. We are also um, giving out Evil Skelly, Evil Skelly Space List to um, other members in other Discords that EJ is choosing based on the project that we have calls and conversations with. So you'll see new people coming into the Discord. And so if you do see them, just make sure to welcome them. Uh, and I believe that is all for now. Awesome. Well, EJ is not here and we have hit the hour. Well, we've gone a little bit past it. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming and sharing um, with us and, and hanging out with us and and coming alongside. This was a really, really um, fun show. Super informational. Um, what was that, Jonathan? No, oh, no, I was just going to say thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can you hear me? Yes, totally. Yeah. Thank you um, so much. I, I had fun. Thank you. So on that note, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, EJ says, do something nice for somebody. Open a door. Pull out a chair. But not from underneath somebody. Like, pull out a chair so that they can sit down. So um, you guys have a wonderful... No, I heard rest. what you said first, so I'm going to make sure to raise hell today, okay? <laughs> Everybody, you heard that, right? Today is not a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pull out we'll, that chair. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Um, we have Rival Bears is going to be uh, our guest, and he will yes. be sharing about his project and what they are into. Yeah, Max from Rival Bears. We actually, I, I uh, when we first had a call with him, like nearly two months ago. Now. Um, I told him he could, uh, I could get him on bare bones. Um, so pretty excited for that one because I'm excited to see what he has accomplished in the last couple of months since we had that long conversation. So, people. Indeed. So, you guys, until next time, bye. Bye. in like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds slap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side of the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose, sticking with my armory, yam beta. And Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, huh? less knee jerk More evolution, less shit corn 
coin preachers pretending to be teachers y'all just predatory leeches i mean please just look at the track record a bunch of vc rap fucks sucking up the cheddar the recipe is two steps rinse and repeat now we all in your butts and we bring in receipts gm fam have a seat if you're listening to this my, my plea to you you would be like don't have don't don't have to take a side on it just say like is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition it might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end and sometimes it's better to just like move on Ten spaces.